on this episode of Hit the Deck. We've got a guy with a sports platform that you can really appreciate. You're the man with the app, so if you wouldn't mind, just kind of take us through it. I want to create an app that gives people like me an opportunity to showcase what talent they have, whether it's writing, whether it's podcasting. And even during a lockdown, the streets can be pretty scary. Orange, you glad you're stuck inside? He perched atop a fire engine and he held his own parade in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'll, it makes me appreciate the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds a lot more, too, by the way. Philadelphia, I are in you. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 171 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers, and we are back, baby, for another episode, another edition, another riveting instance, like the... Whatever, of Hit the Deck, the Hit the Deck podcast, the podcast where we discuss the things that I just mentioned. So uh, how how have you been in the last week? You can see that clearly I am no different. I am the same, same person that I always am here on these podcasts for you. Your mileage may vary on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know... At least I'm genuine and uh, consistency is key. That's what I hear with these podcasts. Consistency is key. And I aim to be as consistently nuts as possible. So you are welcome. Uh, Anyway, if you're new to the podcast and we may have some new listeners because, you know, we've got a big get this week that that may bring in some new ears to this podcast, then you in particular might be wondering who this crazy person that's yammering at you is. Well, I think it is incumbent upon me to give you that information as a responsible podcaster. I think you deserve to know. So in order to dispense that information right into your ears, I think I'm going to have to go straight into tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi, and we are very pleased to have a special guest with us tonight. I am Joe Sokoa, in goal as well, number 35. Welcome, Joe. Welcome to the podcast. It is a long-awaited appearance on this show for you, and we are very happy to have you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I know the last time something happened i think i got a little too busy and uh lost track of time but finally you know glad to be here happy to be here and i can't wait to uh talk about whatever you guys want to talk about i'm at your disposal tonight good things come to those who wait as they say oh yeah without a doubt without a doubt and you got you probably i listen i know you guys have had terrific guests i'm not gonna knock any of the guests that you guys have had but i think you've got the best guest yeah yeah this is a get yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) all right joe we'll be right back okay we just got to do this one thing that we always do with guests here on the podcast and that's you're gonna cool out for a minute uh or several minutes more likely and you know we'll we'll gear up we'll give you the proper introduction that you really deserve 
and we will do that right on the other side of some of our classic banter. So, James, how are you, pal? It's been a week since we last spoke, give or take. How you holding up? Get me out of here. <laughs> okay. So, very well then. <laughs> Just peachy. No, I really. How I, was? I feel how so was like your that. birthday? We. I forgot. I neglected to wish you a happy birthday on last week's podcast. Your birthday was the very day that this podcast dropped. I apologize for that, and so a belated happy birthday. How was it, pal? Thank you very much. It was very special, and thank you for your very generous and wonderful gifts. Much appreciated. <sighs> very generous again, and uh, thank you, thank you so very much. It was very exciting that it actually came on my birthday, too. So really nice to have something to open. So luck of the draw. Thank the, you. the post office actually delivered the package a day or two later than they said they were going to. So the fact that it actually arrived on your very birthday was just um, uh, kismet. Well, thank you. And the card was beautiful and, and very thoughtful and much appreciated as well. Thank you. Yeah, you got uh, it. And yeah, just real quick. Um, the biggest surprise is that uh, my brother, sister-in-law and, and godchildren drove up all the way from Jersey and uh, which was very hard to not bawl and cry my eyes out seeing them because I haven't seen them in, in weeks because of the uh, quarantine and all that stuff. So that was a really wonderful, touching, incredible surprise, uh, which I'm still trying to get over. So uh, that that was really, really quite wonderful. So thank you very much. It was a nice birthday, considering um, watched a lot of Dukes of Hazard reruns and um, <laughs> listened to the podcast and all that stuff. And You did tell me offline yeah. that, that you were going to watch the Dukes of Hazard. So it's, I guess, you know, promises made, promises kept, to quote a uh, rather famous politician. And started off with happy birthday, General Lee, by the way. So thank you very much for asking. It was a wonderful birthday, considering, and one I'll never forget. But uh, other than that, how have you been? Been okay. I do have to follow up on that thing where your brother and sister-in-law and, and family came came by. Did they actually, uh, they, they, what, did they just stay outside and wave from, from the car? Uh, did, did your brother, like, drive the car down the block honking the horn while the kids mooned you out the window? No, nothing obnoxious like that. Uh, my my <laughs> sister-in-law had a happy birthday sign, and my niece and nephew made their own happy birthday sign, balloons and everything, which... That was nice. Yeah, really, just quite wonderful. And, and your daughter very, very, very sweetly wished me a happy birthday the night before too. So that was mm -hmm. uh, all marvelous, and 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 so I'm I'm so grateful for all of that. And uh, it's really wonderful to have so many good, wonderful people in my life, and I'm I'm really blessed by that. And you're included in that, obviously. So uh, thank you very much. Be careful, James. This is going to turn into a Hallmark movie real yeah. quick. <laughs> I need to get out. I have to get out. All you need to do is move back into the small town where you grew up and fall in love with Santa Claus. And we are a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, some of the names of those specials, too, are funny. So, when Calls the Deck. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. You are referring to the, the series When Calls the Heart, I believe. I had never heard of that. I had no idea that that was a thing that had been on for many, many years. But apparently my mother absolutely loves this show it's like her favorite show i this thing that i've never heard of uh, all i know is that aunt becky was on it and i think probably isn't anymore right <laughs> <sighs> uh, how did we even how how does this happen james every week how does this happen i don't know but uh lou hullabaloo 
called us out on it too, so he was right. That was that was good. That was fun. <laughs> you know, the hardest part of editing every this is a little inside baseball here, a little sausage that's gonna gonna be made right before your very ears here on the podcast. Every week, the hardest part of my job editing this podcast is coming up with a clever title. That is the one that I dread. That is the one that causes me the most consternation and anxiety every week. So the fact that last week I was just able to, uh, or two weeks ago, I was able to just pull out, you know, cherry pick it from the conversation and pop it up there as the episode title. That made me a very happy rhino. But uh, you don't care about that. What you do care about is hockey. Now, we don't have any new news about the hockey you know, from, from NHL or, or sports starting up. We did talk about it last week at length, the NHL's supposed proposal for coming back. And if they do give us any more concrete information about that, we will certainly let you know. But for now, we're just going to have to limit ourselves to talking to somebody who knows a little thing or two about hockey. We're going to have to bring in a professional, I think, to get this podcast back on the rails, James. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Well, that being the case, if you don't mind, let's do that very thing. And uh, obviously, being the pro in this situation, James, you're the one who delivers all the important information on this podcast. So I'm going to throw it to you, James. Could I impress upon you the urgency required to tell us, please, what is on deck for this podcast? I'd be happy to, sir. Cool. Thank you so much. I think it may be a record, one of the quickest ones of all time, by the way, but here we go. The man with the app. The American Rhino and I remind you to download the Sokoa Media app at the end of every Hit the Deck. If you still need convincing, Joe Sokoa is here to make sure you don't miss out. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome. I'm is exhausted. I have to go. I have to go sit. That was a long shift. I I barely had a chance to catch my breath there. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I know why it was a short one. It was a short on deck because we have a lot of content to cover in this podcast and we want to jump right into it. True or false? True. Okay. Well, good. So as you heard from our starting lineup, we have a very important, very special guest here on the podcast this week. And uh, it is none other than Mr. Joe Sokoa. And the reason why Joe is such a good get here on the podcast, as James just said, you have heard us promote his Sokoa Media app, the app to which we have been welcomed into the Sokoa Media family over the last few months and the collection of multivarious Sports covered by real fans, passionate people, not unlike James and myself, who really just want to put our love of doing this out there. So Joe is the man that put this all together, and he is a man of experience in the sports world. He is a man of experience in broadcasting, and he is a man of great vision in terms of giving guys like James and myself an opportunity to do this. And you will find out all about that when we talk to Joe about it coming up right about now. Hey, Joe, you still there? Hey, Joe. Where are you going with that phone in your hand? Uh, Joe, 
You got... <laughs> Why did you want us in the first place? Doesn't Don't answer the question. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. James, save, the, save this. Just bring us... Take us... Talk to Joe, please. Okay. <laughs> well, definitely you are one of the few guests that uh, has the same similar background, at least with Gary, in terms of the uh, broadcasting and, and podcasting and, and the genius and uh, taking advantage of the modern technologies that we have nowadays. So first off, you know, the, you're the man with the app. And uh, at the end of every podcast, we always remind people to download the Sokoa Media app. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of take us through it. You could be as detailed as you like, how it came to be, and how you developed it, and uh, how you got people to jump on board, and so on and so forth, and why people need to get this app as soon as possible. Yeah, so, um, you know... Just trying to break into the sports media business has really been a, a tough one. And I think there's a lot of people out there that can absolutely attest to that. I'm going to turn 29 in July. So I guess for a lot of people that are out there, they're going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you're really young and whatnot. And, you're, you know, you still have uh, some time ahead of you in this field. And for me, it's like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm behind the curve only because I graduated college back in 2013, so it's been a little bit. Uh, I've been around junior hockey for about 10 years, broadcasting junior hockey, uh, nice. the New York Aviators. So in all that, just building everything up, pro I want to say about a year or two ago is where the thought came out, like, all right, what do I have to do to continue building a resume but also – showcasing my work as well as, you know, people who are in my position because I'm compassionate to that. You know, I I've been on hundreds of interviews. I've applied. I think I was uh, showing my fiance today my Indeed profile. And on the Indeed profile, it shows you how many jobs you applied for. And I think the number was at like 540 <laughs> applications. So, you know, it certainly is a tough business to get into, as I said. So I'm like, all right, I I'm compassionate for everybody else who's in my position. So I'm like, I got to do something here. So I think it, it actually turned into, and this is where it's a really funny story. There was a party happening next door from where I live, a bunch of college kids. Now I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't been to one of those in a little bit. I, again, <laughs> I sound like I'm a 40 year old man. I'm only 29, but I I'm like, all right, let me pop in next door and see what's going on. I meet a friend, you know, through a mutual friend and he happens to do coding and designing apps. Hmm. So in turn, I was like, well, okay. I took that with me. I didn't have a conversation with him at that party. I leave, a few days go by. I'm like, you know, I think there was a reason why I needed to go to that party. And sure enough, I made contact with that person and I said, hey, here's my idea. Uh, I want to create an app that gives people like me an opportunity to showcase what talent they have, whether it's writing whether it's podcasting. So that's where it generally started from. And, you know, I have a, even though I shouldn't, like, I want to plug my app, but, and this is the one thing I, I say this to anybody. I'm not looking to compete with any of these other major sports media companies like a bar stool or the athletic or anything like that. Cause there's no reason to compete. We're all doing things that we love to do. So I was like, oh, you know, I have a subscription to The Athletic, so I kind of want to have it. I don't want to take steal anybody's look, but I want to have that feel to it where there's articles and then there's podcasts. Originally, this was all going to start just being podcasts. And then I was hmm. like, well, you know what? I like to write, and I'm sure that there are some people that also want to contribute in writing. So let's do something like that. So this ball got rolling, and 
Ideally, it came up with the Sokoa Media app, which I'm not in favor of the name, by the way. Uh, it was the developer who said, let's just put your name on it. I was like, all right, because again, it's not about me. It's about everybody that's in this business. It's everybody that's trying to make a name for themselves. But, you know, I couldn't come up with a, a, a convenient name. It might change down the line. Who knows? And just making, you know, through some contacts, some people that I met, obviously, you know, we got connected through somebody to contribute. But yeah, it just went from there and we were able to build it in about three or four months. And, you know, as you guys know, we launched it, uh, I believe it was in the middle of January at some point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's got a lot of great features. I mean, we're still in the, I guess, infancy of this app. Sure. So you got to look at it like that. We're still in the infancy. So there's still a lot of a couple of tweaks to come out. I appreciate you guys, you know, you're throwing it out there. Download the app right now. It's only on the iOS system, but we are working to Android and I'll get into some of the updates of what we're going to be doing coming the summertime. As you know, I emailed you guys all that fun information. Mm. So it's just really been something that I'm really proud of so far, but I know that there is a long way to go with this. And I think that with the right time and the right effort, this thing could turn into, you know, maybe the bar stools and maybe the athletics and stuff like that. And in, in turn gives people that are contributing the opportunity to maybe land something because they can turn around and be like, Hey, look, I've been contributing. Look at all my work. Just go to this app, click my name and stuff like that. Whether it's an article, whether it's a podcast and, and hopefully somebody gets uh, recognized for it. That's one of the things that I appreciate so much about it too, because Gary and I have very, very similar backgrounds, as we've said before with Joe, that the hardest thing is to get your toe in the door. Forget about getting your foot in the door. So one of the things that, in especially in sports, uh, nepotism is rampant. So there's always the fathers and, and the bucks and, and all those guys that just kind of let the, the next generation get their uh, tapes listened to and then demos listened to and so on and so forth. So that's one of the things that I love about the Sokoa Media app is that exactly, you have that, and if you can get a link or something to the right ears, and whoever that program director is or whatever, exactly, if you want to listen to it, you can. If you want to listen to more, you can, and you get a whole diverse, instant taste of what that person's all about. And uh, I also love the fact that, yes, it's not just podcasts, it's also writing, which hopefully won't be a lost art. So that's something that needs to be especially in sports, telling a story is so important and giving opinions and, and getting conversations going. So that that's so engaging and uh, exciting too. So I think that works very well with the app in, in this day and age. Also, that uh, people need to be reading a little bit more and not just uh, glancing through something and then making an opinion on it. It's good to see something that's in-depth and passionate. And uh, even when, when you get a chance too, we'd love to know about uh, some of the books that you've written as well. And please let us know about your website, too. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, starting with the app, too, is, and I definitely appreciate the whole fact that, yeah, we want to get people to write. We want people to to go in and, and read these articles and read more and stuff like that. And I think what's unique here is, and again, as I said, the competition, I'm not worried about. I'm not looking to compete with these places. You know, you look at Barstool, and I think their content is great, you know, uh, from the writing to anything that they throw up. It, it's really awesome and funny to read and listen to and all that stuff. You know, and to me, the articles, and I, and I said this to our contributing writers when, you know, I throw these emails out there, you know, be professional, but I'm also not going to censor you, you know. And also, I want them to throw their opinions out there because any sports debate, any sports topic you talk about, 
right, we get the facts. We know the facts. Let's have a debate here. Let's show throw out opinion because there might be people that, you know, agree with you. And it's so funny and it's so cliche, but what I remember in college and one of my mentors in college, you know, going on the radio stations in college and, and goes, the one thing you have to know is you need to approach like you're talking directly to that person through a radio. Mm. Like it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person in the radio. So the same thing can happen even when you're writing and stuff like that. Throw your opinion out there. Say what you're thinking on the sports topic because we know the facts. We know the, you know, the typical, listen, I, I, I covered the New York Rangers for a couple of seasons for InsideHockey.com. And basically what they really wanted was, hey, get us a game recap, get us some quotes, whatever. But I think... In order to make a name for yourself, you got to stir the pot a little bit. I think that's where anybody gets anywhere with this. So, you know, that's been one of the things that I have been, you know, stressing to our contributors is like, be free with what you want to say. Be free. You know, listen, keep it to a minimum. I, I get it. You know, when you get into these heated debates, you curse, whatever the case may be. I'm not going to lie. Ever since I started throwing my podcast onto my app I might have slipped up while recording you know but it happens and, I'm, and again I'm not trying to be like oh yeah but we're human beings and mm. when we're very heated about a topic we're gonna just let whatever rolls off the tongue but again keep it professional so it's certainly been fun again it's in its infancy there's still a couple of tweaks that need to be made with this whole thing you know, I, I understand, uh, and I think I get this all the time, aside from it not being on Android just yet, but people want to be able to listen to it and close the app and still be able to listen to it. Unfortunately, right now, it's, it's like I said, this is what happens when you're on a very small budget. Sure. You're putting your own money into it, but now with more of the technology and, you know, listen, the developer is in college himself. He's finishing college in a week, so I'm giving, <laughs> you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I can't, you know push him so much because he's busy in school and he's getting ready to do uh, a master's program soon. So I give him a ton of credit. His name is Devonal. He's a smart kid. And like I said, we'll get into more of the uh, update in a little bit. I know you wanted to talk about some of the other things that I've done as well with this app, but I think everything ties into it. You know, you guys, obviously this great podcast, I was able to get on the app. I love it. You know, I've gotten some really good responses from people who you know, like some of the conversations that you guys have. And oh, listen, you. at one point or another, there's a lot of people that I know that sat there and like, oh man, I miss playing deck, just the name of the <laughs> deck hockey. Like, yo, I want to play deck hockey. Let's get a pickup game going or something like that. So oh, great. it's certainly been an exciting adventure for sure for this app. And I have a lot of confidence in this going forward. Well, before we go forward, I just want to say I agree with James 100%. We need to end the nepotism in professional sports yeah. broadcasting. The buck stops here. <laughs> well, now, I mean, now I don't know if you've seen it, but obviously Ian Eagle's son, who I think is younger than I am and is the radio voice of, mm -hmm. uh, of a basketball team. So it's like, listen, I don't knock anybody that gets their opportunity and whatnot. Do I get a little jealous? Do I get a little mad? Obviously. I mean, look at who he is. Like, you know, he obviously got in. He's got a great voice. I think he's a terrific broadcaster. But it kind of pisses you off a little bit when you get somebody like myself, like some of the other guys that are on this app who sure. have busted their butt, you know, going through college, paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get through college, and we can't land anything, you know? So, and the more I see it, you get kids that are coming out of college who are going right into 
an opportunity, but that's because now these minor league teams, they don't want to pay you. So, hey, we'll offer you internships, so yeah. come on in. Yeah. So it's it's tough all around. So, you know, you just got to stay patient and keep the grind going. And like this, and there have been days where I've sat in frustration, and it doesn't help now with this quarantine when you have too much time on your hands to think about all this that just like, man, like, do I keep going? Do I do I give up? But I, I said, listen, I'm too passionate about this field. I'm too passionate about sports, and there's no way I can I can give up. So that's something I wanted to ask you about. You have this big background in hockey. You know, like you said, broadcasting 10 years for junior hockey and then covering the Rangers for two years. You know, that's a pretty established resume in the hockey background. But this app doesn't just cover hockey. It's open to basketball, football, professional wrestling, uh, lots of sports. So what gave you the idea or the motivation, I guess, to open it up to all of these different sports? Well, that's the thing is that like, you know, well, listen, anytime you start an app like this, especially it's sports driven, even though when I first started out, I'm like, guys, talk about whatever the hell you want. If you want to talk about something other than sports, by all means, go ahead. Obviously, everybody wants to talk about sports. So, sure. you know, and then I was like, it, it, we can't stick to just the professional sports here. We have to give a, an opportunity to showcase almost anything. And listen, there are some people that have different interests than the, you know, the pro pro sports. You know, you like you mentioned, we got some guys that are interested in wrestling. I, I was trying to find somebody that wanted to do NASCAR, <laughs> you know, Basically, I was like, anything ESPN 8, the Ocho would put on, talk about it. You know, I don't care. Talk about it. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, it all starts somewhere for these athletes, right? So if I have my way with it, like I, I want to have college sports. And that's why we have mm. a, a writer on there that, you know, has a lot of Stony Brook content. Because I think that that's where it's a very crucial time in their careers because it could – determine whether they're going to go play professionally or not. And even if they go abroad overseas. So, you know, I was just like, I, I want to just throw everything on this. I want to be able to throw whatever we want up there, you know, whether it's pro wrestling, whether it's golf. Listen, I would prefer more golf writing on there. I mean, I'm, I love golf, but I'm not like an avid golf fan. I'll go out to the par threes and stuff like that. I'll watch tournaments here and there. I'll pretend to think I know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. But honestly, I want to see golf content on my own app, but I don't know if I have the capabilities of really writing it. Listen, if I put my mind to it, I'm sure I can. So, I mean, it was just more of, hey, just let's just throw whatever we want up here at this point. You know, you want to talk about Japan wrestling. I don't care. You know, you want to talk about NASCAR, even though, I mean, my belief is, and I don't want to offend anybody, my belief is, I mean, how the hell driving around in a circle you consider a sport whatever you know people love that i mean they get millions and millions of people out there so sure. and that's what i want to be able to do i want to be able to offer as much as possible but at the same time giving the person the credit who's writing it an opportunity to showcase themselves that's commendable and you're definitely putting your money where your mouth is too because uh, if you go to the website if, if you want to go check out josecoamedia.com please do so and then of course the app is Sokoa Media app that Gary and I always talk about at the end of every Hit the Deck. But again, you're getting people on board like Davinel, who has not out of college yet. So there's an example there too, that uh, who knows if he would have been given an opportunity or something to show off his talents. And then guys like us, like Gary and I, uh, that uh, one of the reasons why we focused on deck hockey was just for that reason. 
is that there are a million NHL podcasts out there. There, uh, Every team has an enormous amount of coverage, but deck hockey, not so much. So we can kind of focus on that. So it all really does. There's there's so much room, and, and I love your attitude as well. We're not looking, or you're not looking to uh, go after any other app or overtake ESPN and Fox and, and all the other sports networks in the world because there's plenty of room for all of us, and that's the beauty of sports too. It's just like you're saying. It could be from the, the greatest tip-top pros to the littlest minor league or even little league or, or Sunday beer league. It doesn't matter. I, I want to be able to, like you said, even Little League. I, I, listen, you guys want to do, if you guys have a league that gets up and going for Hit the Deck, we'll write about it. You know what I'm saying? So just get whatever you can on this app, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what the message is to almost everybody. And, and look, I look at it as I take lessons from my mother who passed away when I was 13 years old, and she was a very you know, involved person. She was more involved in the school system. So she helped a lot of kids. She helped, you know, parents. Uh, She was on the community board for the police precinct in our neighborhood in Brooklyn. So she did a lot of things. And that was my takeaway from her, even though, you know, I only had essentially 13 years with her. But I mean, really, you don't count when you're a kid because you don't really, you know, when you're a baby and stuff like that. But what I took away from that was that she helped a lot of people, and that's, I think, a characteristic that I absolutely take from her. And that's why doing something like this and getting as many people involved and helping people who are in my spot, whether you're my age, whether you're older, like I, you know, the guy that I do my Sunday night radio spot with on Stony Brook Radio, Matt Mankowicz, he's in his 50s and he is still looking to break it. You know, I mean, listen, he has credentials. He covers a lot of the New York sports scenes and stuff like that. But, you know, he doesn't get paid for a lot of that. So, you know, I think it's important no matter what age you're at, if you have this passion and you want to go for it, go for it. And I want to try to help you as best as possible. Well, Joe, how, I mean, it's clear that you have great passion for doing this. And as I said, you've been doing this for quite a while, but how did you get to that point? I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who would like to break into broadcasting, you know, junior hockey or, or any other sport. How did you get your foot in that door? And how have you progressed to the point where you are now to have a weekly radio show? And, you know, obviously your own app. You've discussed that, but but yeah. give us your professional resume. It's really funny because, you know, I, I get you sit there and you say how you got the foot through the door. To me, I'm sitting here like, wow, I got my foot in the door. Like, I, didn't, I don't even know if I got my foot in the door <laughs> at this point. How'd you get a finger in the window? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's more so that I, in college, happened to go to the, you know, the career service office. Mm. Now, my college, I went to college out in in Long Island, Five Towns College. Let's just say I don't have really nice things to say about the college a little bit because I don't think that they did enough, at least in our department. I think at graduation, there was eight of us in the mass communications department that graduated. Uh, So, you know, there wasn't really much there. However, though, I, you know, during, uh, I think it was my junior year where you have to then start showing internship credits. Mm. They got a, a little release from this team called the New York Apple Corps who played out on Long Beach and they were looking for a broadcaster. So I was like, all right, yeah, put my name into it. I guess I was the only one that approached them on this. I think that they didn't really think that there was going to be somebody else that jumped in on this, but I did. 
Uh, I met a man named Brian Johnston who worked as an assistant coach for the organization. And basically, the rest is history. I was able to work there and broadcast then for five years after that. You know, after my internship ended, they were like, listen, we love you here. You know, all of our parents love you. We love the way you broadcast our games. Are you willing to come back each season and get paid for it? I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, who the hell's going to say no at that point? Maybe that'll lead you somewhere. So it did, in a sense. Then after, you know, the New York Apple Corps, you know, Brian and the general manager, Henry Lazar, left the organization. And I said, look, I'm like, I grew a relationship with these guys. They gave me my shot. I don't think I could be part of a team that doesn't have them involved into it, you know, and kind of things went downhill from there, but mm. I was able to latch on to another team, the Metro fighting moose who played out of the aviator. That's where I met, believe it or not, the current GM of the aviators. He was an assistant coach on that team. Um, so I met him and then long story short, we came back full circle and began working together again. And then it was just more networking, you know, just uh, finding different people, whether it was reaching out to people on Twitter, meeting people through, you know, we did a couple of interviews on our Stony Brook radio show where it turned into somebody who wrote for Inside Hockey for the Islanders. And then we got very close uh, with one another. And he introduced me to the Ranger writer who was then leaving the Ranger post to mm. go work for you. So there was, it, it was just more of connections and doing whatever I can really to get somewhere. Covering the Rangers, though, I didn't get paid. However, I was able to get into Madison Square Garden for free, watch a Ranger game, <laughs> go into the locker room after the game, interview the players, interview the coach. So, I mean, that was like, oh, man, like I'm a huge Rangers fan, and I'm like standing three feet away from Henrik Lundqvist or three feet away from Dan Girardi, Derek Stepan. Girardi, who actually knew my name because I was one of the only ones that would approach him to go talk to him really? on certain occasions. So, you know, it's just more about networking and connecting with the right people. Just for instance, earlier today, I recorded a podcast with Kenny Albert. You mm. know, I met Kenny up on the bridge at the garden when I was covering. He remembered me. We, we had a good conversation. And, you know, I, I, I asked him on a whim today. I was like, hey, would you happen to have any contacts with the Las Vegas Knights? Because I understand they just established an AHL team, and I saw a posting about how they're looking for a broadcaster or somebody in media. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you some information, shoot him a message, tell him I referred you, and, you know, let's see what happens. So that's what I did. So it's all about connecting with people. It's all about finding the right people. Like I said, how did the app get created? I went to a party next door for me. So... I want to say it's, I mean, listen, we all know, like you mentioned at the beginning of this, nepotism at its <laughs> finest, you know, about who you know. Honestly, for me, it's, yeah, it's who you know, but you have to put the work in to connect with these people. Sure. Yeah, that's all excellent advice, too, because uh, that's what you've always heard as well, dear listener, that there's no such thing as luck. It's all about preparation. And that's exactly what Joe was just saying. As a matter of fact, that's how I was introduced to Joe through a mutual friend named uh, Sean Fodera. On LinkedIn. Yeah, and yes, that's the same Fodera if you're a guitarist or a bassist. They are the same people that make incredible custom basses and guitars too. So a small world. But I was just, how that story happened was uh, I was at Mass when we were allowed to go to Mass and I was wearing a Cyclones jersey because the Brooklyn Cyclones, the A-ball affiliate of the New York Mets, had just won their championship of their league. And we just had a conversation about that and he was asking me what I do and all that stuff and mentioned hit the deck. And then... Sean mentioned Joe. And because I coached his son in baseball. Right, exactly. So he was saying what a great guy you are and stuff like that. So that's just a perfect example 
of just the names you were you were talking about too, just from hard work. And um, unfortunately, if if you have some hopefully uh, some sort of way of feeding yourself, that's a good thing too. Because a lot of times, that if you're not making a salary, at least if you are doing something to progress and get yourself yeah. noticed, or at least get a connection or somebody who can vouch for you and, and open a door for you, do it. So um, that's just absolutely amazing. How you just, yeah. from sheer dedication and work, did that for yourself. And and I think uh, even with the early stages of the app, you're right. Okay, there, there are things that need to be uh, fixed and it's going to grow. But there's the potential for it and there is room for it. And uh, every app started off that way. Not, not everybody hit the ground running. And anybody that hit the ground running obviously had a tremendous financial backing. Exactly right, right. So that's when you're talking about networks and, and other things too. There, there's billions of dollars out there. And that's the difference between, and that's the point of the Sokoa Media app as well, just for the sports side, is that you're giving everybody a legitimate shot. Because everybody does deserve it. And okay, I understand from the other point of view of the hiring sense or whatever the case is, you don't want just some guy that's green and, and wet behind the ears that can't do it. This is a perfect way to show that, yes, we can do it because we want to do it and we're willing to do it, as opposed to just somebody who's dreaming and saying, oh, I wish I were the starting center fielder for the Red Sox or something like that. You, you have to put the 10,000 hours and God-given talent into earning a spot there. So the same thing for broadcasting yeah. is that there are a, a lot of opportunities. Everybody has a podcast now, but um, yep. a lot of people have apps and stuff, but that's you have to be in it to win it, so to speak. And as Gretzky always says, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Or Michael Scott would say that too from The Office. He quoted <laughs> Gretzky saying it was Michael Scott. But yeah, I mean... Uh, and real quick, just another example, just to throw it out there. Yeah. While covering the Rangers, one night somebody sat next to me. It was supposed to be Don LaGreca. It wasn't. It was Linda Cohn of ESPN. Wow. And she was like, you know, I haven't done this in a while. Do you mind if I, you know, sit next to you? And we started talking and stuff like that. And, you know, I was showing her where she had to go and stuff. And within that night, we, we formed a friendship. And this was during a Ranger playoff game. And wow. what's really funny is... You know, listen, you're in the press box. You're supposed to be neutral. And her and I are sitting there, and the Rangers are, are scoring goals, and we're, you know, advancing in the playoffs, and we're trying so hard not to jump up. Like, she would jump up when, <laughs> or, like, some give that little jolt when the Rangers scored, and I would just, like, grab her arm, like, and she knew at that point. She was like, I know we can't do this, but, like, this is insane and stuff. But long story short, she was like, look. I appreciate everything you're doing for me here and stuff like that. Let me give you my number. Obviously, you know, don't give my number out to people and stuff like that. But whatever you need, you know, shoot me a text, shoot me a call. I've had her on as a guest, you know, on a podcast, but even non-podcast related. I'll check in with her from time to time. Hey, Linda, how you doing? You know, she moved out to the West Coast. She was on the East Coast for a while. She's out on the West Coast now doing Sports Center from there. So, you know, it's just like I said, you got to find ways in it. And when you get in there, you just got to keep, you know, busting your hump and making those connections. And, you know, like I just wanted to share that story because, again, another person who is a tremendous person in the in the career field and is somebody who now I can sit there and say is is a friend of mine who is really trying to help guide the way. And, you know, there's also uh, her son actually contributes on the app as well. Mm. So, you know, it, it snowballs into a lot of different things. Oh, that's fantastic. And. Another person that you uh, have made a connection with, at least a, a one-time connection, Joe, tell us about the game that you got to broadcast with Mike Richter. <laughs> yeah, um, so this is going back now, 
when I was with the Apple Corps, because the general manager, as I mentioned earlier, Henry Lazar, he also runs his own youth league. It's called the EJEPL, the Elite Prospects Junior Hockey League, whatever it is. And I did some work for him, and he asked me to come and broadcast his all-star game up in Connecticut. I was like, all right, yeah, no problem. I'm driving up there at like 4.30 in the morning because there was like a few games in the different age groups that are there. I'm setting up. I'm getting ready to start the game and whatnot. I'm up on the second level, and all of a sudden I see a guy out of the corner of my eye come and approach the railing. Now, there's nobody else really up there because, you know, that was an area just for the broadcasters and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I kind of do one of those where it's a quick look. I look down and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> and I kind of do like that yeah, double take and I look like, what? and I'm like, is that Mike Richter? <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm literally like two minutes away from going on the air. I take my headset off and I walk towards him now. And I'm like, I had to do a double take, but hello, Mr. Richter. He's like, you can call me Mike. And I was like, I'm a huge fan. And now I'm like, all right, I have to stay completely professional <laughs> right. in this situation. Don't blow this. You know, I'm a big fan. You know, I wear number 35 as a goalie because of you and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. So what are you doing up here? I said, well, I said, the person that runs this league, he asked me to come up and broadcast for him all the all-star games. He's like, wow, that's really awesome. That's so great that you guys do that. I was like, yeah, you know, um, I've been broadcasting for the New York Apple Corps, if you're familiar, out of Long Beach. He's like, yeah, yeah, the Rangers used to practice out of there in the late 70s and stuff like that. I'm like, listen, I'm guessing your son's playing in the game. He's like, yeah, we're playing right now. I'm like, any shot you want to come on in the second period like to broadcast with me? He's like, yeah, no doubt. And sure enough, I'm sitting there broadcasting with Mike Richter, and I'm just like, Oh my God, I have a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. <laughs> Never mind the New York Rangers Stanley Cup winning goaltender standing next to me and, and broadcasting with me. So it was a really, really cool experience. And meanwhile, I'm texting like I'm texting everybody, like all and my whole family. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm Mike Richter standing next to me. Like they didn't believe me. So I was like, all right, we gotta take a picture now. <laughs> so sure enough, and and you know, he was he was really cool and he was like, Hey, let me give you my email, shoot me an email, you know, and you know, let me see what I can do because uh, then he was talking about, I guess, uh, at the time, Messier and Graves were doing like a, a youth thing where they had a tournament going on. He's like, maybe I can get them to have you come and broadcast that or something like that. Wow. However, long story short, though, I tried to email him. He never responded. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, listen, it was just a cool experience uh, to say the least. Sure. Yes, I would imagine so. So. Yeah. Just to, to one more question about specific about your broadcasting experience here. Now you have worked with the aviators listeners of this podcast will know that we have had some uh, passing infatuation with the teams that have played out of the aviator arena as well. So Joe, I think you are uniquely qualified to actually fill in some blanks for us. There were a couple of independent league teams that that tried to make a go of it out of that arena that failed over the years can you give us a little more information about what happened with the aviators and the aces and and that whole deal with that arena because for for james and myself at the very least we went to see some games and they were a blast and it's a real shame that that level of hockey isn't immediately accessible in this area anymore Okay, so I believe it or not, up until what you just said, I didn't really know about uh, a few of those teams. However, I do recall the Aces being in there, mm -hmm. and I do recall hearing about that. I mean, 
my best guess would be is that the programs probably didn't sustain enough where, you know, they were able to, it depends on if they were in a specific league sure. or whatever the case may be. Maybe the league just either folded or the team folded because there's a lot of teams that could come into these leagues and they just can't do it. Mm -hmm. For instance, there was a team that the Aviators played at the beginning part of this season mm -hmm. in their league. So the, the New York Aviators are in the USPHL. Mm -hmm. So that's the United States Premier League under the USA hockey umbrella. There was a team that they played earlier in the season, the Jersey Shore Whalers. Hmm. They beat them in a game 15 to 1. The next day the team folded. Oof. So it all goes to like if, you know, you get the player commitments that are there and stuff like that and if there's the financial if it's feasible for those organizations. Hmm. Luckily, the Aviators have been able to rebound themselves because they have a great coach in Mike Stanaway, mm -hmm. who is a proven winner. They have the leadership now in place with the general manager, John Dreyer, who I mentioned earlier that I met while, you know, working and broadcasting for the Metro Moose. So, you know, I think that's ultimately what happens out of the aviator. But I can tell you that, you know, I, I get what you guys are saying, because it's not just hockey. There was a basketball team in there. Hmm. There was an ABA team oh, really? that played out of there briefly. It was called the Brooklyn Skyrockets. And believe it or not, it was created and founded or, you know, resurrected, if you will, by a high school friend of mine who in turn asked me, hey, can you come broadcast the game? And then obviously, you know, they just financially couldn't, he just couldn't keep it up and running or keep it floating. So, um, but I have heard of the Aces. I understand that. My best guess is, because I really never even asked about it over there, mm -hmm. that it just financially wasn't feasible to keep them running there. But you come down to an Aviator game, you're guaranteed to have yourself a uh, I guess I just use the Mets, meet the Mets thing, guaranteed <laughs> to have yourself a wonderful time. But yeah, those are exciting games too. Because the aviators are really knocking the puck, yeah. <laughs> shooting those yeah. slap shots into the net. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Inside. All right, I'm done. By the way, Mike Richter yes. is not the only Ranger player I was able to broadcast with for a period. There was one other person. The heck you say? that I've been fortunate enough to do it. And this goes then with the Long Beach Sharks. Okay. Who head coach Mike Stanaway actually had coached that team. And I left with him to go to the Aviators because sure enough, it happened to be through a college friend of mine. Her dad was running the Long Beach Sharks out of Long Beach. I was like, oh, I'm going back to Long Beach, you know. And they had Pete Stemkowski and Gilles Velmure working for the team. You know, Velmure was working with the goalies and Stemkowski was just an advisor and stuff like that. And one day I was like, hey, uh, Pete, want to come on the broadcast? So I actually had Pete Stemkowski on a broadcast with me, too. So nice. I successfully had two Ranger people be on a broadcast with me. So Did it help your game, by the way? Oh, oh my God. It <laughs> helps so much because I've been broadcasting junior hockey for 10 years. And in every one of those 10 years, I've been the only broadcaster on those games. <laughs> so broadcasting a hockey game by yourself... Yeah is really rough. And, and this year I think was a little challenging for me too, because I was broadcasting both junior teams that the aviators have. So there's an elite team mm -hmm. and a premier team. So we had two junior hockey teams uh, playing this year and I was broadcasting both of them. And there were a couple of weekends where we actually had back-to-back -back games. So now you're talking, I'm broadcasting six periods of hockey by myself. Yeah. So by the second period of the second game, my pauses in between are like, 
you know, at least 40 to 50 seconds where I'm just like silent and I'm just like, I'm just trying to get my vocal cords back. Yeah, we've actually on this podcast too, we've met some great people along the way and, and including Mr. Daniel Wilson. He broadcasts all by himself and, and even records it too. Deck hockey games and tournaments from the Raleigh Street Hockey League. So for the listener out there to understand how hard it is just to broadcast hockey, period, but to do it all by yourself because it's nonstop action and you have to constantly, especially when you're not watching. If, if it's on TV, it's one thing. You can get away with uh, not always having to talk every second. But if you're broadcasting it, it's a whole other story. So God bless. That's really impressive. I've had a few. And I mean, I, I guess if you guys would indulge me for a second, I, I've had a few games where in the dying seconds have been really exciting to listen to and to watch. And I actually threw it on my Instagram. And because my board is on, my phone is connected ah. through this thing. So I could certainly find a clip for you and, and play a clip of just how you know exciting it can be. Because there are games where they're just out of this world for junior hockey, you know, yeah. and especially playoff games and stuff like that. So please, it's really, it is hard though, when you're doing it by yourself, listen, it's one thing. And I've done baseball games. I've done football games. I've done basketball games. You can get away with broadcasting a baseball game on your own. In a sense, Vince Scully yep. did it. You know, Vince Scully broadcasted games by mm -hmm. himself, basketball too. You know, there is a lot of action like it is with hockey, but it's, it's manageable, you know, you're not, it's sometimes you get a guy just dribbling up the court and it's all right, he's taking his sweet, sweet time getting up the court, you know, it's fine. Hockey, it's literally non-stop. So I was able to pull something here. Rodriguez keeps it alive, banked off the wall, kept alive, flipped down low, Hogan across, finds a man, back to Madero, shoots on goal, score! It's tripped in, Hogan ties the game at six! There you go, like a 6-5 game and there's like a minute left and, you know, I got this kid tying the game and stuff like that. So it's um, it's exciting and it has its reward sometimes, though. but I love it. I absolutely love it. Now it's time for me, though, like to hopefully go to the next level. And, you know, the ultimate dream is to be a professional broadcaster, whether it's in the NHL or the MLB. And I think this is where it all ties in to the app. Because one of the many updates that will be coming in the summertime is, and you see it on the app now, there's going to be a live audio stream mm -hmm. that we will be able to broadcast anything, anywhere, anytime, essentially. And it is going to be live audio. Obviously, legally, we have to make sure we can broadcast games and stuff like that. We can't just flip a switch and you know, like, while we're sitting at home, right. we're going to broadcast a Major League Baseball game or something yeah. like that. But the goal is to get possibly some colleges involved, maybe getting some teams note recognized and stuff like that. So there's a big plan with that. If there are deck hockey games that we can broadcast specifically on the app, you know, I plan on when that is available going on the road with the New York Aviators so I can broadcast on my app because you don't understand how many parents I get messaging me all the time. Why aren't you on the broadcast? Listening to the broadcast when they're on the road is brutal. These guys, some of these guys don't know what they're doing. And I've listened to some. And like I said, I'll never knock anybody that's, you know, trying to, you know, make a living for themselves or trying to break into the business. But I've heard some brutal, brutal junior hockey broadcasters. So, you know, so that's going to be one of the more significant parts of the update for this app. And, you know, and even... Not even live broadcasting games, but just even a live show. If I decide, you know what, I'm going to go live, we'll put out a little alert 
we're going to go live and, and maybe have a live two hour show. Like I used to have it, you know, when I was in college and stuff like that, because I mean, now, like you mentioned, everybody's got podcasts, right? So you just do the podcast and you record it and you're throwing it up there. Right. You know, you still want to give something live because, hey, you never know what could happen. I feel like when a breaking news story comes in, I have to scramble and be like, you know, if it's baseball, I'm getting my buddy who I went to college with like, hey, are you available to record? Like I need I want you to come on and record mm -hmm. now. And sometimes it happens hours after the fact, at least with that live, you know, option, things can happen and you can talk about it right on the spot. And ultimately, at the same time, it's promoting, like I said, any sport that's out there that doesn't get the typical recognition. You know, hey, there's a deck hockey game we're about to listen to. This is freaking awesome, you know, and we can take it wherever we want. Or there's a college baseball game that parents, you know, college baseball or even high school baseball games that take place at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon that parents can't make it to can now listen to it. So that's going to be one of the significant updates that we're going to have for this app and give people this opportunity too. Excellent. That's yeah. I mean, there is def. I mean, you know, you, you see it. I'm just saying words now and not completing sentences. I apologize. It's very unprofessional of me. Uh, no. That's so okay. what I'm <laughs> the immediacy, is what I'm trying to say, the immediacy of a live broadcast, there's something very appealing about that. I mean, we're seeing it now, I think, when we're stuck inside and there is essentially no live sports going on right now. And stations, networks, they're all broadcasting games that are, you know, previously played that have already happened of all kinds of different sports. And the interest just isn't there. But if you've got a live broadcast of a sport that's happening right there and now, that is compelling. Think about this. Dave Portnoy of Barstool has made tremendous audiences with unboxing gifts that people send him. <laughs> Think about that. He's got 60,000 viewers on his Instagram and YouTube live just by unboxing gifts that people are sending him. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, it really is something that I think is going to be a game changer for this app. And the other thing too, which I really like that you brought up, Joe, was the fact that talking about parents going up to you with the hockey games that you broadcast and then going out on the road and maybe that broadcast team isn't as high up as it should be, or who knows, maybe they said, oh, you feel like broadcasting here, go ahead. And the guy had no experience whatsoever. So that's the other thing I appreciate about the app is that the people that you have on it are passionate and know what they're doing and know what they're talking about. So that's another excellent way to get that out there because if you're going to listen to the app, you're going to get high quality stuff. It's not just uh, people that are doing it for fun. I mean, this is we're looking to make careers out of this stuff. And I do think that helps separate, so to speak, the men from the boys and uh, anybody looking for talent out there. Let's say that uh, one of the teams you go on the road for, they need a broadcast team and they're just using somebody that happens to be at the right place at the right time, as opposed to somebody who's really qualified and helping to build the brand and hopefully make sure that if it's entertaining, that the league will stay afloat and maybe even be profitable if you could pull that off. So that's another great thing about this app and, and how you've kept your passion. And the fact that uh, like people like you know Gary and I, we and I guess as sports fans in general, you always go for the underdog. And that's so important because the guys like that we are and, and, and other people in our situation is that if you have to work a little bit harder at something, you appreciate it a lot more and you're willing to put the, the effort into it and, and the sacrifice yeah. to go towards it. So as opposed to somebody who maybe has it given to him or something or doesn't have to work as hard, 
and you take it for granted. So that's another great thing, too, that you get everybody a chance who really wants the chance and needs the chance, but just doesn't get it. Yeah, absolutely. And and mind you, I did all this, put in my own money for this app while also saving for a yeah. wedding. Ooh. So and, you know, with, uh, you know, to me and I'm listen, I'm not uh, afraid, uh, ashamed to say it, you know, with a little bit of inconsistency right now, working wise because of this whole thing or whatnot, mm. you know, now it's like, all right, it's. I put the money and the effort into it. Now it's time to really kick in an overdrive because I need to start showing something for it, you know? And I think I also owe it to our contributors as well, you know? And that's why this update that's going to be coming is so crucial. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed it. From when this app first started, that email list was pretty big. This latest email list that came out, it's very small now because you get the people who say, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to get in on this. You know, I want to I'm going to help. But what people say they're going to do and then what they actually do are two different things. So now it's time to really put ourselves in a driver's seat and go full steam here. And if it's the people that are going to sit there and say or that are consistently contributing, then they're going to get a slice of the pie because we really feel with this update there could be potential to start bringing in some money for the app and even for the contributors. Mm. You know, uh, there's two companies that approached self and one of the other people that's kind of on the, uh, I guess, let's call it the executive board sure. of the three of people that are on that board, you know, that talked about, hey, what could we do about, you know, advertising our product here and stuff like that. So there are opportunities we know that are going to be out there. So that's why it's really crucial that, you know, for people who sit there and say that they're going to do this stuff, that they really actually do it. And you got to put the time and effort in because I'm not putting in my own. Again, I, I told you I'm here to help anybody that deserves to get that help. But if you're going to do it halfway and don't give me the full 100%, then there's no reason why you need to be part of it at that point. So that's why it's just super important and super crucial that everybody just steps up and be passionate the way that they need to be. Well, Joe, let me follow up on that for a minute. So you've talked about how you're all about giving people chances and opportunities. So let's say, what if there's somebody out there listening to this right now that says, you know, that that's something I've always wanted to get into, but I don't have any experience doing a podcast. I don't have an experience broadcasting the sport that I love or broadcasting another sport. You, by your own admission, have broadcast many different sports. Now, I'm sure you didn't show up, you know, with an extensive resume of having broadcast a ton of games on your first day. So how did you kind of jump into the deep end of the pool and start broadcasting all these different sports? Is it an acquired <laughs> skill or is it just something that, you know, you, you had a natural inclination towards? I don't want to be that person that like brags, mm -hmm. but I think it was more so just a natural instinct because I think this all started for me when I was like 11 or 12 years old and I was playing sports video games. I would turn down the volume on the commentator level and do the games myself mm. and kind of just picking up things here and there from broadcasts that I would listen to. So I think for me, it was just like, all right, you know, just the first couple of times, it's like wing it, see what <laughs> happens, you know, and then you adjust as you go and you find certain things out about yourself. And it goes back to when I used to sit in the radio station at my college where my mentor, the great Bob Stern, 
who, uh, you know, passed away a few years mm -hmm. ago, would sit at his desk and look at me and he would give me just the most evil look on certain things. And he would be like, you must have said, um, about 85 times, cut it out now. And then afterwards he would be like, all right, I get it. You, you, you grew up in Brooklyn and stuff like that. It's time to cut the Brooklyn accent. So instead of saying axed, make sure you can say ask, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So little things here and there that you pick up from that, but it's more so of, I literally watched and listened to broadcasters, people that I idolize, you know, Sam Rosen you know, Gary Cohen, Howie Rose, all the local New York guys, mm -hmm. essentially. But even the Joe Bucks and stuff like that. And you pick up things here and there, but you, at the same time, you have to have your own style. I went into my first ever hockey game thinking, what the hell am I about to do right now? <laughs> and I go back and listen to the broadcast and I was like, oh, wow, that wasn't that bad. And then it goes back to Stemkowski, who sat there after the second period and goes, how long have you been doing this for? And I was like, I don't know, only a couple of years. He goes, sound like you've been doing this for 15, 20 years. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I guess it's just one of those natural abilities. But I think it goes to me going back to the video games and, and broadcasting the video games. So I think the message is to anybody that's, you know, that doesn't have experience, that's listening to this, that wants to possibly get involved in this. I think my biggest piece of advice is go on YouTube. Start listening to games. Start listening to the way some of the terminology that you need to pick up and stuff like that. I mean, listen, when I did the first basketball game, I was like, all right, we're just going to see how this goes. But watching basketball, learning, knowing about the sport and stuff like that helps because it, you pick up that terminology. I, I think also what was really interesting for me to really pick everything up was Again, my mentor, Bob Stern, he gave me tapes, like recordings that he had of like the 1950s World Series, wow. Red Barber mm. and those guys. And he's like, listen to the way they deliver it. Just listen to the way they deliver it. And that's how I was able to kind of just pick up and, and was able to just broadcast. And I think, like I said, I winged a lot of it. But as you go, you improve and you find certain things about yourself. So I, I would say the biggest thing is just, Go on YouTube, listen to some broadcasts and whatnot. Me personally, it's so much different now because after I heard those recordings of the 1950s and stuff like that, I'm like, this is a broadcast. Mm. This is a traditional smooth broadcast. Nowadays, you got a lot of vamping yeah. that goes on and stuff like that. But that's that's really all I can say to that. And even on the writing part too, I had somebody who said he wanted to write. He wrote like three paragraphs and it was like really grammatically not good, you know, but and that's going to happen. Sure. But you learn different techniques along the way. You know, type it out as you would be speaking it to somebody in a sense. Joe, is there any sport that you are hesitant to broadcast or otherwise, you know, put yourself out there covering? Outside of the four professional sports, because I think I've been able to grasp all four of those. Um, definitely can't do rugby, <laughs> you know. Cricket? I think out of the four major sports... I would say for me, football might not be my biggest strength, but I've done football mm. games though, you know, and I picked up a, a, a few things here or there. It's not as, I don't think it's as clean as I would wanted it to be. I think I did like two football mm -hmm. games in the last like four years, but you know, but those are things that, you know, you learn as you go, but at least I have that experience, you know? So, um, at this point, because I'm so passionate and so driven of what I want to do, I will literally broadcast anything and I will try to make it as entertaining as possible. And it's really funny because 
one of the coaches at the Aviator, who is John Sacco, who writes the Sacco snippets that are on the app, he would come in every once in a while and he'd just see me. Oh, and there's Joe Zacoa. He's here in the locker room with us <laughs> as he's uh, getting ready to prepare for his game. You know, so it's like, and then I get yelled at from the billet coordinator, who's our billet mom. And she's like, do you, must you broadcast everything that you do? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, it's my job. I get paid to speak, essentially. And that's why I think, and listen, this is coming from a person who hated public speaking, was always nervous in mm. front of a large crowd. Now I can just, all right, you want me to broadcast this? I'll do it. All right. Well, yeah. So you put in the work and, you know, look where you've got to. That's really, uh, yeah. you know, you're living your message play video games and 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 broadcast your video games that's that's a good starting well point. the pros are doing that now because there's no real baseball so excellent advice <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i think um you know i had come up not that it was my idea but i had said oh you know what maybe for the sokoa media app i'll launch a youtube channel and we can get people to you know you can now record mm. your mlb the show game and whatnot sure. and do it i haven't done one yet but the kid Andrew Whalen, who is another broadcaster who also contributes on the app, and I actually met him at the baseball winter meetings. So over the four days, we became you know really close at the winter meetings, and we connected. And I, when I started this app, he was like one of the very first few people I reached out to. I'm like, hey, you want to be in on this and whatnot? And he was like, absolutely. Like so, and he actually just I created the YouTube channel for Sokoa Media, and I think one of his games is up there already. So just got to keep yourself busy during this time, especially. Mm. All right. Well, Joe, this has been fantastic. Thank you for, for coming on the podcast and telling us all about the app and, and you know about yourself. So if people want more, if they want more Joko, where, where, where can they find you? I know you obviously there is the app. You have your own podcast on the app. Two. You've got your Stony Book radio show. Where are all the places that they can consume some Joe Sokoa? Well, listen, I make myself available to whoever. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I think it's Joe Sokoa 3. I don't even know why I put a number in, but I have a number in there. I think it's Joe. I don't even know my own Twitter handle. How about that? I'm not bragging that I have that many followers, <laughs> but uh, I believe it's Joe Sokoa 3. So, you know, I could uh, you could follow me on there. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm a little too political on Facebook, though, so don't don't touch me on <laughs> Facebook. You know, get the app. I'm I'm always available. Uh, I've written three books. I know we we mentioned that you wanted me to throw that in there. I've written three books. They're on Amazon. Two of them were basically like a fan perspective book. The other one was like my first like realistic fiction book that I created. Uh, the Journey Home, a baseball story, <laughs> basically about a, a high school pitching prospect who is overall to be the number one pick goes through a bunch of turbulent times in his life, loses both of his parents in a few months, has Tommy John surgery, really suffers a deep depression, but his high school sweetheart is the one that kind of pulls him back up and he grinds through it and ultimately makes his way to the major leagues and things like that. So that's available on Amazon. You know, just like I said, it's the app, Josecoa Media. You could find me there. On Twitter, you can find me. I'm on all the social media stuff. And whatever I can do to help... I'm available. That's great, Joe. Thank you so much for finally making time to uh, to get on the air and, and tell about the app the way it should be from the man himself. So we much appreciate it. We much appreciate your work. And hopefully this is uh, just the beginning of a great friendship between us two and that uh, we're on the ground floor on something great. So uh, best of luck to you in the future. Come on anytime you like. And uh, thank you for joining us. 
and we look forward to that update in the summer. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. It was always a pleasure. And I guess now I'm gonna reciprocate it. I'm gonna have to have the hit the deck guys come on my podcast. Yeah. Are are your numbers too high? You yeah. need to, to level them out a little bit. <laughs> no, I need to increase the level. I need to increase the level of viewership. So I gotta get you, need you guys an example on. of what uh, not to do. I mean, listen. You would be up there with the greats of Don LaGreca, Linda Cohn, Kenny Albert, oh, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> Heck, if we can meet Mike Richter, that would be it. Uh, forget about having a career in broadcasting. That would be the epitome for me. Yeah, if I could meet <laughs> Mike Richter again, that'd be great. You gave me your email. Right. Look, I have it written down say, right here. Be like, hey, you gave me your email like six, seven years ago. I'm waiting for a response. Uh, so. uh-huh. Well, look, there aren't many people who can say Mike Richter ghosted me. <laughs> that's true that's very true well thanks again man this was fantastic and uh, we appreciate all the great work and best of luck and uh the sky's the limit always fun talking thank you joe you guys sincerely bye joe bye 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 now bye 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 now goodbye bye 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 now bye bye goodbye now bye bye now bye 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 goodbye now i think that was an animaniacs sketch that that was uh, like a maybe a stewardess uh, from a uh, people getting off a plane. I don't I don't know. It's something that's, I watched way too much of that show. It's something that's that's always stuck with me. Not important. Uh, Joe Joe, we will catch you again soon, and hopefully when the time is right, when the tree that is the Sokoa Media app is ripe with heavy hanging fruit that sweet juicy fruit of new content and new features hopefully we will be able to proudly announce the newest offerings from that app so please keep us abreast of of when that stuff goes live so we can let the listener know but uh that was a heaping hefty conversation there james that we just you know had with joe and obviously it was it was great to talk to him so I think it's it's nearly time to wrap up this podcast, but, you know, we are a podcast that likes to service our listeners, if you know what I mean. I don't know what I mean. And so we want to give the people what they want. And James, you know as well as I do, what the people want is this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. So James... Not a whole lot of gritty content to cover this week, but there are a couple of things. One thing in particular that I felt it it worth mentioning because, you know, it just couldn't wait. So the first thing, which is just one of those, meh, but it's still there. So, uh, you know, we're doing the segment. I might as well mention it is that I mentioned on a previous segment of This Week in Gritty that he had taken to developing these rube goldberg-esque ping pong carom things that he was putting together where he'd throw a ping pong ball into a cup and then he'd bounce it off of something into the cup and then he'd bounce it off of a couple of things and go in the cup and increasingly more elaborate he's back at it he's still not bored he's uh say what you will about gritty he's actually very good at this scarily good at this i don't know I mean, I guess he's had all the time in the world to practice, as have we all. But still, to be able to set these things up and actually pull it off is pretty impressive. So check out Gritty's Twitter feed if you want to see his bizarre skill at 
bouncing ping pong balls off of multivarious things and into a solo cup. So that's that. He's still doing his quarter hour of power, which, you know, is entertaining people on a regular basis, one assumes. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. James, the pressing, pressing thing that I needed to get out there, ASAP, on this very day as we record, Gritty ventured back out into the wild, James, to bring his special brand of grititude to the masses, or at least people watching from their windows. I'm not really sure how much of a crowd this thing attracted or really was intended to attract, given the conditions in which we find ourselves. However, I will tell you the thing that Gritty did. Gritty staged his own Gritty parade, James, with the help, presumably, of one of the local fire departments. You see, James, Gritty... He perched atop a fire engine, a fire truck, wearing a mask, of course, because, you know, safety. And he held his own parade in Philadelphia. Now, James, you may be wondering about the parade route. Well, I don't know the geography of Philadelphia. I don't know the names of the local streets. I don't know what the popular parade routes are or the common thoroughfares might be. I don't need to know any of that, James, because the fire truck drove in a very specific parade route. Specifically, were one to trace it out in an aerial view, the route that the fire truck took in this parade formed gritty or at least a approximate facsimile of gritty as close as the layout of the local streets would allow for. So if you were to look at the GPS tracking, I don't know if that's a thing that one can do, but were you to trace out the GPS of the parade route, it would make a gritty. Thank goodness there weren't any fires at the time. (laughs) Well, James gritty was busy. He couldn't set them. (laughs) Yeah, it makes me appreciate the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds a lot more, too, by the way. I mean, I will say this isn't a unique idea. Maybe for driving routes, it's new, but airline pilots have been doing this kind of thing for years. They've been drawing shapes that are much less appropriate than gritty on their, you know, their, their air traffic route. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on what that's called. Their flight plan. They've been drawing... Shapes that are much less appropriate on their flight plan for a very long time. So I will say that I guess give credit to Gritty for only drawing himself and not something much, much worse. I mean, we have no idea how long this lockdown is actually going to last. So he's got time. But for now, he's keeping it fairly PG. So was it just his head or was it his whole uh, body? No, no, it was his entire body. Good Lord. Full gritty. Philadelphia got the full gritty. (laughs) Philadelphia, I are in you. (laughs) Like his uh, Christmas present to us. It me. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Good move not opening it, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was that was a no brainer. (laughs) You know, one of these days, we may actually receive a real package from Gritty, and I would be terrified. Get the bomb squad. 
<sighs> We've given him enough uh, reason to do so, I think, over the years. <laughs> and I would never sleep again. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so if you are interested in such feats of random driving, then, you know, I guess Gritty has you covered. But, you know, we will cover these things as they happen. But for now, that has been This Week in Gritty. This Week in Gritty. And that has also been a very, very full, very satisfying, I dare say, episode of Hit the Deck. So, without further ado... I shall end it in the traditional manner by pressing this button here. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Indeed. And so we would be remiss were we to end this thing without once more giving our great thanks to Mr. Joe Sokoa, the founder of the Sokoa Media app, who we will plug yet again in just a minute or so, and the person who has provided us all with such very interesting content on this week's episode. Thanks, Joe. As James said, you are welcome back on the podcast anytime and check out Joe's couple of podcasts, radio show, Twitter, writings, all of the Joe stuff. You get you some Joko. And so, uh, you know, have at. And so also I would be remiss were I not to thank the person who brought so much joy to James's life this past week, bro, Anthony Sejazi, for providing us not only with the, the heartwarming birthday wishes for James, but every week for music used in this program. We would like to thank you each and every week for tuning in. Of course, you are the most important person in this Hit the Deck experience. If it wasn't for you always listening to this show, then we would not have a show and we would not have a reason to be on the Sokoa Media app. So thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. If you like the show and you have not already done so, please recommend it to a friend. And if you want to throw us a cheeky little rating on iTunes or whatever your podcasting platform of choice is, we would really appreciate a rating there. If it's a five-star rating, I wouldn't complain. But if it's not, you know, just whatever you think is fair, we will take it. So please do that. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, seriously, what are you waiting for? You got content out the yin-yang from us? Well, maybe not out the yin-yang, but maybe somewhere in the vicinity of the yin-yang. At least the yang. You've got yang-adjacent content here on the show. So uh, why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you subscribe? Gee, I can't think of a single reason after comments like that. Um, but please, we would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on whatever that aforementioned podcasting platform of choice is, and we will be able to deliver a new episode of this podcast to you more efficiently Every time one drops, it'll be right there. You don't have to go looking for it. Bada bing, bada boom. Everybody wins. If you have something that we desperately need to know, or even if you just have an opinion that you want to share with us, we want to hear it. We want you to contact us. You can email us at hit the deck. Deck is of course spelled D E K hit the deck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hit the deck pod. We are hit the deck on Instagram and Facebook. And of course we are hit the deck on the Sokoa Media app. 
which you can download on an iOS device and you can find us and you can find Joe and you can find all kinds of different podcasts and articles from passionate people like us on all kinds of different sports. And if you're interested in getting in on the ground floor of this thing yourself, check out the app and see how you might become a part of the Sokoa Media family. James, is there anything that you would care to add here at the end of the show? Yes, thank you. But of course. Once we are finally taken out of the penalty box and you have uh, places you're looking to play deck, please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH, DCHL, and Deck Superstars. Please donate to LaGrange Hockey, follow M Powerplay, and download that Sokoa Media app. It's right there on our Twitter feed and Facebook. It's right there. Just look. And uh, tell them all, hit the deck sent you. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. And for all the good mommies out there, have a very, very happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Thank you, James. I forgot to wish my mommy a happy Mother's Day. I mean, I'll do it for Mother's Day, but... You know, I guess publicly, I should wish my mother and wife both Good move. happy Mother's Days. <laughs> you know, just just to put it out there, happy Mother's Day, mother and wife. So uh, not necessarily in that order, in no particular order. They are equally important to me. Happy Mother's Day, both of you. So, <laughs> uh, yes, cool. So... <laughs> Huh. Um. <laughs> Glove save oh, and a beauty. Boy. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if I'm podcasting next week's episode from the gazebo in our courtyard, <laughs> then you'll know. Huh. Um. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> that's me. I I think I think now's the perfect time to put this thing to bed because I may have some damage control to do. So with that in mind, dear listener, I would urge you to remember always that whether you are progressing a decade-long broadcasting career or just starting out, grinding it out for the first time, whether you are getting out of the house and, and going on parade or putting yourself squarely in the doghouse <laughs> or questionable comments that you may have made in a public forum. Regardless of what you find yourself doing, we would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. James, uh, Joe's turning out the lights on at its last call. Right. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't uh, my fault there. My fiance turned the lights off. Welcome to Hit the Deck <laughs> After Dark featuring yeah. Joe yeah. Sokoa. <laughs> Hey, listen, it's I actually like working in the dark.